Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Rudo Savage, author of the book, The Words of the Lost Soul. This book is about the raw transitioning period from a nearly fatal suicide attempt to finding hope and meaning in life in unexpected ways. It's about addressing societal standards and impacts and its effect on mental health in modern day society. And this book is the sign that it is okay to be a lost soul. Rudo, I want to welcome you to the Books on Air podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, The Words of the Lost Soul. Sure, yeah. So my name is Rudo. Um, I'm 31 years old. I'm from a small city in the UK called Lincoln. Um, I have three children who are 4, 10 and 11. Uh, I'm an orthopedic nurse. I've been nursing for six years Mm-hmm. Um, I love yoga. Um, I love traveling. Barcelona is probably one of my favorite places. So what actually brought me to writing this book is I feel I've always struggled with my mental health, probably even since my teenage years. It's quite a long term problem. Um, it was never really properly addressed just because, especially after I became a mother, mm-hmm. um, I didn't feel like it was something that you could say, um, you know, I'm struggling mentally. Um, I've always been a single mother, so to actually say I'm struggling mentally, I thought would impact me quite badly because I didn't really have a lot of other support. I didn't have a partner, so I just felt like there was a lot of stigma around saying that you're struggling as a parent. Um, right. So, yeah, I did, um, it did kind of come to quite a dramatic build-up um it was quite strange there was nothing had really triggered it I think it was just literally a build-up of never kind of dealing with the issues I was facing right uh, which did lead to me um nearly losing my life and it was on the way back from hospital actually and it was quite bizarre um (laughs) I don't like to say a sign but it kind of was like a sign came to me just like you need to write the book not even like you need to start writing a journal or anything like that it was you need to write the book um, I've never written anything before in my life. I'm, I've never been an author prior to this. Um, but yeah, I started writing down um, from the day I left hospital. I started journaling all of my experiences and um, putting them onto paper and it formed this um, wonderful book. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how it kind of came into place. Yeah, well, and what you were talking about with mental health, I mean, that is such a you know, such a problem for, I think everybody around the world, because like you said, it's something that people are afraid to talk about. It's hard to find resources often that will, um, you know, that will help people. And also, I mean, having gone through it myself, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to even ask for that help, right? Cause you don't know where to go, or you don't know, like you were saying, should I ask for the help or is somebody going to, you know, think something about me because I need exactly. help? Yeah. yeah and I, like um, with other illnesses, you know, you can see them, you've broken your leg, you know, you need help. Right. But with mental illness, it's just kind of the experience of the person. There's, it's hard to prove, really. It's just your words, your experiences, your feelings. So I think that's also why it's quite stigmatized as well. Right. And so what did you learn about that as, as you went through your journey? What did you learn about the mental health um, 
you know, the process to, to get help. And then afterwards coming out on the other side, what, what can you reflect back on and say that you, that you saw or that maybe could help others that are listening? Yeah. So I actually feel like it was more detrimental to be quiet about my mental health because it led me to nearly losing my life. Um, Obviously after that, I had to seek the help and there was no running from it anymore. Um, And Actually, I did have quite a wonderful experience from it. Um, my work were very supportive. My parents were very supportive. My friends were. Um, yeah, I did get a lot of support as well with the children. Um, I mean, social services were involved because of the nature of me being a single parent and struggling. But it was more in a way that was supportive as opposed to something that I needed to be scared mm-hmm. of, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. No, I had a, it was quite a wonderful experience and writing the book and hearing people respond back, you would be surprised how many people feel that way, feel like they're struggling, but feel like they can't say anything. So again, it was quite comforting to know that quite a lot of people do feel that way. And I'd like the purpose of the book to be to let others know that it's okay to feel that way, that they're not alone, that there's no shame in it and there shouldn't be a stigma in it either. Right. Yeah. And that what you were saying about the, um, how you couldn't run from it anymore, right? It, you, yeah. it had gotten to a point where you, it had to be addressed, right? Yeah. And that that um, that understanding of that that you're at that point and that you you can't run from it, and this is this is it, right? This is this mm-hmm. is what I have to face about myself and yeah. the. the the fear of that, like you said, but then being able to have the support, because I think that's something that we feel when we're in, when we're in, when we're having these, this go on inside of us, right. We have these thoughts and we feel so alone, right. We feel we have to do everything ourselves. We feel it's up to us. I can't ask for help, but then it sounds like when you started to, um, you know, when you were at that point where you asked, you were forced to ask for help, I'll say the way with where you were at and, and the, the amount of support that came forward for you. Um, it sounds like that maybe was a little bit of a surprise based on how you had been feeling, um, with feeling so yeah. alone. That's, I think it's part of the mental illness as well. You, you think you are the only person that feels that way. Right. You think you're the abnormal person. You're the only one who has these negative feelings. You feel quite isolated. So obviously, you know, the mind is lying to you, your emotions are lying right. to you, you're not alone you're not the only one but I think it's important to realize that is part of the illness as well right yeah that's a good point because it's their mind is essentially playing tricks on us I mean to put it very simply there's way more going on there but you know the mind and we're going to believe everything our mind thinks and so we think that we're alone and so we we you know we we go forward from that perception when um, as you said that that's actually not correct exactly yeah and so when I read the intro also, it talked about um, your book addresses really all those things that go on in society for um, really what we're, what the expectations are of us all, right? Like we have this, um, we grow up wanting to fit in, right? We all want to be doing the same thing. And, and as we move into adulthood, you know, um, get married, have kids, have the house, all of this stuff, right? There's these, these um, I don't know, frameworks or these um, patterns that we might have in our mind that we, we should be doing, right? And when we're not doing those things, then we can feel like a failure or we're not doing it right. Or, you know, all of these other emotions come up. What, what did you learn on your journey about that, about that, um, about individualism and also about how, you know, your journey is your own and yours is unique. Can you tell us about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, I didn't follow the typical path of getting married, having children. Um, I didn't do it that way at all. I actually had children. And then I got the career. And I still wasn't married. Even now, I'm still not married. Um, 
but yeah I what I learned was that there is no set path for everyone there's no kind of one size fits all mm-hmm. um because for example some people don't even want to have children they, they don't want to get married um they might not want to go to university or do those those certain things and for them that doesn't make them happy and I think the goal is to do what makes you happy not yeah. what makes us happy or to go down a path that isn't stigmatized it's simply to do what makes you happy yeah. um because I yeah, you can go you can go down this path that society wants you to but if it doesn't make you happy then it's just pointless you're only punishing yourself at the end of the day right that's that's a very good point because when we're chasing these dreams that are really other people's dreams it's doing yeah. nothing for us and all it's doing is um yeah you know wasting our own time but also our own um you know our own internal spirit like dies a little bit along the way because we're doing something yeah. out of alignment with ourselves exactly that's the good word alignment you have always got to do what aligns with yourself that's so important yeah yeah so so let's go back to the book a little bit can you tell us um maybe some of your favorite chapters in your book or something that a story that was really um you know impactful that you included yeah yeah sure so there's two actually so the first one is my chapter called vacant and this is when the um psychiatric doctor this is when I'm still in hospital he's assessing whether I'm ready to be discharged or not um, and he's looking at me quite puzzled um, and he's saying you look very vacant like he can't work out what my mind is thinking what I'm thinking or feeling and then it kind of delves into my mind and the actual chaos that is going on inside of my mind so mm-hmm. he's looking at thinking you look vacant but actually inside of my mind I've got all these thoughts and feelings and the chapter is really good at kind of explaining that how from the outside it is quite hard to perceive mental health but on the inside it's a completely different world and story so I quite like that chapter um, and then I've got the London chapter as well um, it's quite a nice chapter towards the end of the book um, and it just shows quite a difference from um, the start of the book um, to the end of the book where I am more healed um, I'm enjoying myself I'm starting to enjoy life again and um, yeah that's quite a nice chapter as well where you can just see such changes from the start to the finish so I really enjoy that chapter as well yeah and, and what was the writing process like for you I know you mentioned you wrote this pretty much mm. immediately as you got out of the hospital what was the process to write about your story like for you yeah I mean it was quite difficult um It's quite strange, actually. It was a release, but addressing your demons and healing is quite a difficult process. So a day after I left hospital, it was, um, I did have quite a routine, actually. I would kind of wake up. um, I didn't really eat um, when I was um, quite unwell. So I'd wake up, I'd try and eat breakfast, but I couldn't really, and I'd do some writing. And then I'd go and cry, and then I'd come back and do some writing. And it's quite strange that each of the early days were like that, Um, yeah, but like I was saying, um, towards the end of the book, when you see the more brighter chapters, it is amazing to see the healing process. But yeah, I mean, it was difficult at first. Um, but yeah, the writing was a release for me um, to kind of get the feelings out there onto paper. But um, the healing process is it, it's it's not easy. It's lengthy and yeah, it's not a linear process at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and yes, that's exactly right. It's not linear. We, we expect it to be maybe sometimes that it should just be, I start here and I end here and I'm, I'm fine. Right. But that, that's not, we have emotions involved that we have to pay attention to. And even as you're, as you were talking about that, you know, getting up, writing, mm. crying, go, you know, having this routine yeah. of that, I know, you know, when I've went through my own 
journey with my own mm-hmm. um, mental health, the, the, it feels like it's going to last forever. The oh pain. gosh. Yeah. You know, you feel yeah. like you're, you're in it and you're never going to leave. Can you maybe yeah. give some advice to someone who might be in that state right now yeah. about that? Yeah, of course. I think that even if you don't feel it, you, your mind, you have to make your mind strong to believe that it is temporary. Pain is temporary. Um, what I, what I did as well, I would kind of think back to other painful experiences I might have had in life prior to that event. And I would say, well, that pain was temporary at the time. I thought it wouldn't end and it did. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for any pain we have in life. Um, at the time we might not feel like it's going to end, but it will do. It absolutely will do. It's just about making the mind stronger than your feelings. So always train your mind to believe. Um, you know that the pain will end train your mind to be positive at all times regardless of what you're feeling and you will get there so it's not easy I'm not at all saying it's easy to think positive and it'll be fine it's not easy at all but all pain is temporary in life even the most horrific pains we think we can't get through they're they're temporary yeah well and I also hear with your story that you have the dedication to yourself right you have the dedication to get up every day write what you were going through, experience the emotions, because it, for anybody who's been sad, you know, there also becomes a point where you're tired of being sad, right? You're just tired of crying. Yeah. Like you just want at least some other emotion to be available to you. Yeah. But what I'm hearing in your story too, is that dedication to yourself to get up and go, go yeah. through it. Right. Cause we can't go around it. We want to maybe, yeah. moment, but that, that doesn't work. That never works. So that dedication yeah. you had to yourself to go through it and your willingness um, sounds like, I mean, that, that's a, to me, a big part of being able to move out of that pain that feels like you're there forever onto something new that's it yeah I think that the thing is with change you can't force it to, ha- to you can't yeah. force it to happen you have to be ready for it to happen yeah. and for a lot of that's when they really do reach the lowest 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 point but you have to be willing to change for yourself first above anyone else you know when people say oh, I want to change for my family or friends yeah I- have to want to change for yourself otherwise it's always going to fail you're always going to relapse so you always have to be ready to make that change and be ready to make that change for yourself and that's when you see progress and things start to change around you as well yeah because if you're doing it for someone else it's the same as Mm -hmm. living the life for someone else right you're you're following something you know it's got to be it's for you it's got to be internal for you that's the most important yeah for sure what surprised you the most about your book um, I think actually I was quite proud at how well I, I wrote it actually. Um, yeah, um, it was kind of like learning a skill that I never knew I had, if that, if that makes sense. Yes, um, it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously the feedback that I received was amazing. It wasn't simply, you know, a book that people just enjoyed reading. It was something that really resonated with them and helped them as well. So that was, that felt like an amazing achievement also, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed on Amazon, you have a lot of great reviews and, and it's very, it's been very impactful for people. I mean, the, the reviews are, are amazing. And, um, I think what, with that, what you were talking about, you know, you, you had never written before and you, you know, you were, um, compelled, drawn, you know, this, there was energy inside of you that wanted you to, to get this information out. And what, when, um, especially when you're doing something new, it's like you have all this freedom because you don't know any rules, right? You, you don't know, like yeah. nobody's ever told you don't write this way or don't write that way. Yeah. Right? You, you got to, you get to have complete freedom to write how you want. 
Yeah, that's it. That's exactly true. Um, yeah, I mean, luckily I had um, a great editor who did help me along the way because, like you're saying, it was all it was all new to me. And um, my sister-in-law as well, she'd recently published a book, so she was also a great guide. Um, so luckily I did have the help and support. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad how it turned out, considering how this was, you know, all new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we talked just a little bit about belief and, and you were talking about, um, you know, the training our minds to think on the more positive level, because I think, again, it's important to um, remind ourselves every day. I'm, I do this every day and every day I remind yeah. myself of it. I feel like I'm, I'm shocked by this, but we don't have to believe everything we think. Right. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I first realized that I, I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was like, surely my thoughts are true. Yeah. And then, but I still find yeah. myself every day. I have to remind myself of this. And for some reason, I'm still like, it still shocks me yeah. that I don't have to believe my thoughts. Right. Especially those powerful ones yeah. that are so emotional. So we talked a little bit about the power of belief. Can you talk about how belief has impacted your journey? Yeah, um, well, I mean, even just taking the steps to do something, to believe in myself, to do something I hadn't done before. Um, For example, writing the book, I just took that step. I just took that leap of faith and believed in myself. And um, it turns out amazing. And again, it's the belief that um, when I was feeling the pain, I didn't think that it would end. And again, just having that belief that it it will end and it did end. Um, So, yeah, belief is, is everything. It really is. It's just having faith, having hope. Um, that what you feel today is temporary everything yeah. is temporary so it's just about remembering that yeah and that with belief um, sometimes I know when we try to change our thoughts it can feel mm-hmm. you know fake or it can feel like um, yeah. it, it takes a little while to get the momentum but if you stick with it yeah. if you keep if you keep again, like you had the dedication to yourself to get up and write every day, right? If we have the dedication to love ourselves enough to, um, keep changing our, you know, keep working towards more positive beliefs, it builds up that momentum behind it. And it does. And and then it becomes real because we get to believe anything we want. That's true. Yeah. And you have to remember, you know, we have been led to believe negative thoughts for many, many, many years of our lives. So to untrain, mind from a negative mind to a positive one after years of build-up it's not an easy process it can take years to undo it it can be a lifelong process to you know continue to have a positive mindset it's not there's no quick fix so it's completely normal to feel overwhelmed at first like um, I'll never be able to change my mind will always be negative it's normal to feel overwhelmed but you have to remember that you're changing years of beliefs right (laughs) just stick with it it takes time Yes, that's a very good point. It's it's very, I mean, we're bombarded with negative negativity every day, all day. So, um, you know, even cutting that kind of stuff out helps to retrain the mind because you're not being bombarded with more negativity while you're trying to move to a more positive mindset. Exactly. Yeah, so true. Who would you say your book would appeal to and why? Oh, um, so I feel it would appeal to those um, who do feel lost in life, who, you know, might be at a certain age in their life and still feel like they don't have it all together um so it might appeal to those who feel lost um also to those who feel like they lack purpose in life um again like I was saying regarding the societal norms I think they will also um those who feel like the path that's set out for us isn't their path I think it will also appeal to those people as well so yeah, mainly those who feel lost, those who feel like they have no purpose, those who feel like societal norms don't fit into their kind of um, alignment. 
um, yeah, and again, those who have little or no hope, um, because I, I felt like that. Um, so I feel like my book um, could provide them with a very important message that will also help them. Yes, right. My guest this week has been Rudo Savage, author of the book, The Words of the Lost Soul. Rudo, I want to thank you for joining us this week and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. It's been great being here. Thank you. Yes. And before we close out today, what do you want the readers to learn or take away after reading your book? Oh, I would say an important one is um, just continue to believe hard times do not last. Um, So just continue to have belief. And I just want you all to know that you are enough as you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, It's completely normal to suffer with mental health. It doesn't make you less of a person or a bad person. Please seek the help if you need it. Um, but yes, you are enough. You will get there. Just give it time. Yes. Thank you, Rudo. That's such a powerful message. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you so much. You can find more about the book, The Words of the Lost Soul on Amazon, and I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check us out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.